quitting. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. Baseball is what gets inside you. It's what lights you up. You can't deny that. It just got too hard. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. What's up, fool? He said hard. <laughs> yep. This is funky. Let's celebrate a chopped off tail. Cool cat is on the scene. He likes it. He does got to divot in his head. That's true. That's true. That's what your Huckleberry said. Hey. Hello. And welcome to the Flem Cat Podcast. This is your host, the artist David. I'm your Huckleberry. Your daisy if you do. Uh, First off, I'm going to apologize to any of you that had a birthday recently within the past couple weeks and are members of the Facebook Derek page where all things discussed are Derek and his flemminess. And uh, I, you know, I, dude, dude, that's my thing, man. I try, I try my dangdest to keep up with that. Because you know how Facebook is, hey, guess what? It's so-and-so's birthday today. I'm like, it is. Heckin' great. Let me make a funny thing and send it to them. And I got a funny thing that I make, and I send it to people, because I'm... That's nice. Isn't it nice to get happy birthday stuff on your birthday? Homemade. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, man. I'm trying try my best. But you know, I'm I wasn't I haven't been on Facebook as much as I guess I should, and maybe I I should be more uh, uh, proactive in 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 um, promoting. But it's one thing I, I've talked about it before about Ficklebook. It's like you know if you if you go too much into over, you know promotion, people just get turned off. I know you know I it's hypocritical of me to go hey how come you won't listen to hey pay attention to me. <laughs> Typical because I don't know how many times I've scrolled by and somebody wants to, me to look at their sandwich and I go, dude, I got no time to look at a sandwich. Hey, guess what I ate today? Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, here's my Wordle score. Awesome. I, I don't know what that is. I, 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 good for you, pal. <laughs> Scroll. So how can then I go, hey, I made a thing. Doesn't anybody see the thing I made? No, you know, thanks. Dude, put a picture of your kid up like everybody else. Quit trying to do your own thing, man. One of us. One of us. So it's a it's a fine line between using using the uh, platform for good and trying to do the best you can and oversaturating it to the point where like, dude, shut up. I don't care about because I like to imagine what what regular people see. What does he I don't understand what, what is he talking to? Is there really a cat with like mucus problems? And he is he host a shit? <laughs> I mean, well, there's only one way to find out. Listen to the thing, you, you big dummy. 
So I, if, all right, if any of you had a birthday and I didn't, I didn't put up the thing for you. I just know that I, I'm going to try really hard to do that because it matters to me. If you're, if you're kind enough to uh, click uh, follow for that uh, Facebook page for the Derek uh, Flemcat podcast, you know, I, I consider us pallies, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to, to, to do celebrations and stuff and. You know, sometimes that thing gets away from me because it's like I'm not on there as much as I but as I used to. But I'm starting to think nobody is. I, it just seems barren, man. There are people that used to I used to talk with a lot, and they would comment. I'm like, yeah, hey, and then now they're gone. And you know, I, of course, I it can't be me. It's them. It's them. I, they probably died. That's what happened. They died. Oh no. Just I just assume if you stop writing me, you're dead. Because why would you stop writing me? Because I I'm aren't I cool? I'm not. Am I, am I not cool enough? Oh, I I'm cool enough. You 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 probably just died. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> um. Then you know there's there's a flip side. I I maybe I'm just shitty. I'm shitty. So happy birthday. <laughs> if I missed your birthday, happy birthday from the shitty guy who forgot your birthday. Sound effect? It kind of sounded like we were in, uh, I don't know, Vietnam? Vietnam. Vietnam doesn't rhyme. Vietnam does. It's all about pronunciation, people. You know it. Yeah, I get... Okay. Oh, dudes, dudes. And ladies. I had to... Huckleberry had to face reality. An end of an era has come. I uh, I finally I finally had to hang him up. I had to quit softball. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just had, it, it was a tough decision. I'm serious. It, I, I made it all sound all crazy, but I I was this is you know the season just started in my softball league that I've been playing in for close to 20 years. I think it's got to be now uh, the homeowners league. I've talked about it many times, you know, and it's like. The, the email went out, and I'm like, "Yeah, of course, I'm, 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 I'm the Huckleberry. I, I get shit done." And then it, you know, when I got back from the Florida uh, golf trip, I realized I really, I did something pretty. I, I messed up my elbow pretty good. Now I'm not saying, you know, it's like it's busted. Oh, my arm is broken. Oh, no, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I think I got, I think I got some really bad tennis elbow or something. My tendons, are, my. There's a there's some tendon issues going on in my dang flexor part of my dang elbow or the, or the you know the bendy part of your arm technically this is the elbow the bendy part it's all jacked up uh, it's getting a little bit better but I found that you know the, <laughs> apparently you're supposed to rest the tendons and rest the muscles and if you're golfing every week and then playing softball on the weekend I dude I tried to I tried to swing a baseball bat just at, at home. Now, it wasn't a domestic dispute or nothing. I was, you know, I wasn't talking. I wasn't getting in a fight with my brother, Joey. You got to do it, Joey. He will punch me in the face. Go, you got to do it. You got to do it. No. But I, I swung the bat. I'm like, oh, that hurt. Because, you know, when you swing a baseball bat, you're, you're just like kind of like in golf. Your hand, you know, you, 
you break you break the swing. Your one wrist goes over the other, and that it turns the it, you know it's it's the, di- the the anatomy of a swing it really has a lot to do with the turning of your. When I turn my arm, I'm like, oh Jesus! I'm like, I wasn't a <laughs> come on, man, I'm 57 year old years old. I'm not hitting a flight restricted softball with a wooden bat any farther than like 50 feet anyway so i'm like who am i kidding i'm not like a power hitter i'm a leadoff man i get on base i take walks in the park on the beach <laughs> i take the walk i get on base if you if my, the second guy in, in from the time i've always played base uh, softball baseball the the guy in the second spot's job is to move me over in the scoring position and goddamn it if, if, if they got a base hit i'm guaranteed standing on third and if it meant going in head first like an idiot that's what i did um, but I just realized, you know, if I play softball and golf every Thursday, and if the Gooch, the Gooch golf all-stars start to go, I might be golfing even more. I go, I, that's not, I'm going to be dealing with this pain in a chronic manner all year long. And then I've noticed in the past five or you know years, even five, yeah, I'd say for the past five years. Even taking boxing and being being in shape for a guy, you know, my age, qualifier, you know, decent cardio. I could run the bases and not be, well, I'm not wheezing or anything. I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still what you call a- athletic. Um, but the recovery time has gotten to be so bad where it used to be like, you know, the first game of the year, oh, I'd get, I'd get home and I'd be just kind of sore, especially if I slid. If I slid, I'm going to be sore. And, if you, and here's here's something. When you slide head first, like a knucklehead, you get a very mild uh, form of whiplash, I've learned, because your neck gets completely... It's just an... Uh, it, it's for the youth. That kind of shit is for the youth. Not for old buzzards, the father of two, on a woman, a girl's softball field or a little league field. And that dirt is like gravel. I mean, it's, it's oh man, but all right, get into the head first slide. I did it. Cause it, it just seemed to me that visually it always looks like a head first slide will beat a tag as opposed to a leg. It's just a visual thing. Plus I've, from the time I was in little league and you weren't allowed to slide head first in little league, I always used to think, why? Does it, it doesn't make any sense. If you're running, you're leaning forward. You're running. You're hauling ass. And when it comes time to slide, now you got to stand up straight and leap, fall back and let your feet glide into the base ever so gently. But you're slowing down. Just, I don't know. Again, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't a physics major, but I knew if I stood up, uh, the wind, you know, you got factors. You got wind factors and drag and shit and other shit that I probably don't even know. It, it, to me, it made more sense to just keep that forward momentum and go head first. And the fact that we were playing on a field that was had like rocks and glass and bones and shit in it. Um, if you're if you happen to be a guy who's out there leisurely in your shorts, you slide. You're gonna tear your shit up. You're gonna have goddamn. <laughs> Your leg is going to look like that Gary Oldman's face in that Hannibal movie. What was that dude's name? Mason Verger? Verger? <laughs> All messed up with a fucking skin, with skin grafts and blood and corpuscles. And, dude, I've seen guys just tear their shit up because, you know, you get caught up in the game. Like, I'm not the only one. I mean, there's other 40-year-old adolescents out there at the time. 
you know, glory days, forget. Hey, so I learned that if I slide head first, the worst thing that's going to happen is I might get a little, dude, I had that shit down to a science. I might get a scrape on the palms of my hand. And if anything, I might have just a little, like, what do you call road rash? Or they used to call them raspberries, I think, or straw. What'd they call them? Raspberries, strawberries, blueberries? I don't know. Some sort of weird, you get a fruit on your knee. I'd maybe get a little scuff. But I could handle that better than having the entire side of my calf gone. You know, and have to go get a skin graft. Uh, but, you know, that's all fun and games when you're, like like I said, when I was a younger guy playing with the brown eyes in my 20s. And then I played in another couple teams after that before I stopped. But in this homeowners league, to me, the time away from the game didn't, I picked right up where I started. I'm like, dude, now I'm 40 and doing goofy shit like that. That's just... I got tired of, of the punishment that the game was taking on me over the period of time. And, you know, the missus or anybody else would go, uh, here's an idea. You could probably keep playing if you stop doing that dumb shit. And I'm like, you know what? That, that makes sense. But guys, come on. You, when you've played a game your whole life, you never think, oh, I'm going to change my game because of my age. You are playing that game. And if that's the way you played when you were 10, it doesn't matter. You know, you're in your mind, you're, you're still 10. And that's the way I went at it. And maybe, you know, in, in the big picture, maybe that's a good thing. Because I was like, I would just do crazy shit. Because in my head, I'm not 37, 42, 48, now 57. You know, but uh, I couldn't help it. I never, my mindset never changed because I always believed you got hurt worse when you tried not to do something. Oh, I'm going to take it. No, 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 man. You got, you got, (laughs) I don't say, I should, I said, you got to, you don't got to, nobody got to, but it was just my philosophy is I'm going to, I'm going at this the way I do. And I don't care if I'm 12 or 42, this is what I do. And I'd play, like I said, I'd, I'd been in this league for 20 years, at least 20 years. But, you know, prior to that, I hadn't played for a while because when I was younger, right, the first softball team I was on was the Brown Eyes with Schmitty and all them guys, all the UN of Evil. We had a cool softball league and we were still all in Illinois and close enough to the Chicago area. Some people were, were living in Bolingbrook at the time. And so, you know, a lot of us had moved away, but we came back and played in the Bolingbrook Rec- Men's Recreational League, which was young guys and you know that was bullshit all you know you play with okay these guys some of these guys played high school ball and it's like there's too much ugh, too much guy shit going on well eventually the brown eyes disbanded because everybody started moving and getting married and moving away and they couldn't i couldn't and then i was captain and our manager i couldn't get in i couldn't get 10 guys out there i'd be struggling to get eight it just sucked and then shortly after that the guys from down the street. You heard me talk about those goofy kids that lived down my street. They were the, uh, they were the, those, oh, Man Mountain and Weezer and all them guys. They lived in my neighborhood. They were younger than us. They looked up to my brother and I. They formed a team and they wanted me to play. I was like, yeah, I could still play. I was in my 30s at the time. I think it's probably I was around 32, 33, because Ava was born. She was a baby. And I said, yeah, I I got to get out and do something, man. I've been home being Mr. Mom. And I was like, let me get out there. So I went out there and I had fun with those guys. And then that team morphed into another team with some other dudes. And I managed to hang on with them for a while. But that now I'm getting close to 40. And I'm starting to notice that the game is starting to, to pass me by in terms of speed. And I didn't want to admit it. And then 
somebody somebody juggled the lineup and I was no longer hitting leadoff. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that got me in my dang pride, got me in my dang Huckleberry pride. And then, you know, this is still the regular men's recreational league. So I'm in my late thirties and I'm playing with guys that are in their early twenties, right? You know, just too much testosterone, got testosterone. <laughs> that's my favorite brand of frozen pizza, testosterone. Oh, those, that's a good pizza. It's better than Tombstone. <laughs> testosterone. There used to be a Bolingbroke policeman in his squad car, parked in the middle. There, it was a, a, a complex of softball fields where all four backstops formed. You know, they backed up to each other. So it was like a clo- uh, shape like the club sign, you know, a mat, like a shamrock almost, like a four-leaf clover. If you, if you could think the fields all go out in different directions. So the backstops all back up to each other. And in that spot, they had to put a Bolingbroke copy because every week... Some blue, some, it's always some ghetto dude starting some shit with some other dude, and the cholos have got to leave. And we had a team of cholos that were really, they always wanted to fight. And, oh, man, it was bad. So, I, I mean, and I just said, the writing's on the wall, dude. This game's passed you by. And I never even considered playing in a 40 year older league. I could have stayed in Bolingbroke and just went up to guys my age, and it would have been fun. But I just said, I'm done. I had a baby. I was in the band. I had too much shit going on. So I was done. And then the fat cat calls me out of retirement like 20 some years ago. And I went out there going, oh, dude, I'm just, uh, this game has moved by me. I'm old. I, I suck. I can't go get it anymore like I used to in the outfield. And then when I got to this league with the fat cat, the homeowner league, and I realized, okay, this is a, this is a, a game meant for guys our age. Like I said, the, the balls are restricted flight ball. You can only use wooden softball bats. We're playing on little league fields. We're self umpired and managed all that bullshit and dude when i got on that field i was like freaking willie mace because i had been playing at a at a i was upset that i couldn't hang with the 22 year olds not realizing they're 22 year olds i can hang with people my own age and not only did i hang with them dude i made an i truly did make an impact man because <laughs> you know why because i was athletic not athletic i was athletic with an F, A-F-letic. <laughs> when I worked at that ad agency, there was a, uh, an intern, this black dude, his name was Don. He was so, me and him got along great. He was cool as hell. And um, every year we had this corporate outing at a, at, a re- at a resort in the western suburbs. Where, you know, there was like a, it was a week-long, weekend-long thing. You could, you could book, you could stay there, and there was like, you know, it was all for the employees to do like competitions. You know, like there was a, they golfed, I guess. There was tennis. You could sign up for swimming and intramural badminton. And we, we formed our like a three or four man. It was a three on three basketball tournament. So me and Don and a couple other dudes we knew formed a team. And we had never played ball together, but we were all like, because these are all employees of guys you only see Monday through Friday, nine to five, right? So, so I get out there with Don and me and he threw a pass or, or something happened and the ball was going out of bounds. And in order to keep it alive, I had to die. I dove and threw the ball back into play so I could do one of his windmill dunks or some shit. And when I dove and threw the ball back, I'm laying on the ground like, Don comes up to me and goes, God damn, man. You're an athletic motherfucker. <laughs> when he said I was an athletic motherfucker, I'm like, that's the nicest thing anybody ever said to me, Don. <laughs> Could you repeat that? 
I said you an athletic motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, again, I was always bordering on that guy. That guy's really passionate about this game. And what the hell's wrong with that guy? Now, if I'd have been one of those guys that wants to fight at the drop of a hat and is a poor sport and a super alpha male aggressive, let's face it, if I was a toxic man, if I had toxic masculinity. I would have been a colossal dick. But the thing it was, is I was, I did it in a way that was fun. It was fun. I didn't, didn't take anything personally. If we lost, we lost. I tried my best. I tried my best. But I would, I was just balls out all the time. I don't know if it comes from when you're a kid, you know, but I found it funny that, you know, when I was in little league, I said, oh, you know, that kid, that kid with the big afro, that kid is fast as shit. Let's put him in center field. Okay. And let's let him bat lead off. He's got a good eye. He can hit. He can take walks. And I did that throughout my... I mean, it's not like they, the, my Little League coach said, I, you shall be this forever, son. It just worked out that way. But that... that oh, man. Playing softball on Sundays was just... I mean, I have so many memories. And, and those are the things that you chase it. It's like anything else, you know, you, ch you chase that feeling. And maybe that's what kept me in this league the past, I don't know, four or five years as I felt my body getting older and stuff taking longer to heal and I had more chronic injuries, but all it took was a diving catch, right? Or stretching a double into a triple. When I go, hold on, I, I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still relevant, relevant, revenant. I'm not revenant. I didn't get eaten by a bear. Did I? No, relevant. I, I don't think I got eaten by a bear. You know, I'm like, wait, I still, <laughs> that's the worst thing a dude can say. I still got it. I still got it. Dude, why do you still have it? You got kids, right? There's no trophy. There's no pride. What, what are you diving around like a knucklehead for? I mean, I would just do goofy shit. Like they used to, they used to play soccer. They would play soccer on the field when we weren't using it. So somebody had to move the goal. Those big soccer goals from on the field, they moved it down the left field line. Out of bounds, obviously. They wouldn't put it in the field of play. <laughs> Obstacle softball is pretty cool. Uh, so they'd move it. It's in foul territory. And sometimes, uh, you know, certain guys wouldn't show up. And, they would, you know, our left. So I had to, sometimes I had to play left field. Usually I played left center most of the time, left center. But. Every once in a while, I had to play left. And they, they wanted me in left because I could go get it in, in left and foul balls. If a, foul, if a ball was fouled down the left field line and it wasn't crazy out of play, I could get it. So they moved me to left, and I swear to God, I, I smashed into the, that fucking soccer net at least two or three times trying to catch a ball. Dudes are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I had it. Dude, I, yeah, you had it, but you ran to the goal, the goal net, you idiot. Dude, try to explain that to your wife. Honey, I'm in the ER. What? what? You just went to play softball. Yeah, I ran into a goalie net at like 20 miles an hour and my head came off. I'm sorry. Could you come pick me up? I can't drive without a head. Oh, man, but I, I just... I. As soon as I made that call to the manager, which is last week, I, I had to tell him, I said, look, dude, I'm sorry, but I know I committed to being a full-time player this season, but I told him, I said, I got, I didn't tell him how I told him. I, 
I didn't say, hey, I've given this up because I got a new sport and my new sport is hotter than this sport. And I don't need you anymore because my new sport is sexy and sends me nudes. <laughs> chicka, chicka, woo, woo. I didn't tell him that. I just said, look, you know, I hurt my elbow. It's the doctor says I need to take like some serious time off from doing anything strenuous. And that means swinging a baseball. So I would be of no use to you. I go, I'm going to have to bow out. I go, if. If towards the end of the season, I start feeling better. And if you need a guy as a sub, because I, I didn't want to leave the guy hanging. He was cool. He totally understood because he's been there the past couple of years when I had to, dude, I've had so much shit. My shoulders are bad now. You know, I had a, I had a, I had a impingement syndrome in one shoulder. And then I had a partially torn labrum, but they, they, it's like surgery is an option, but I've been told there's no guarantee, and it's a really, really awful recovery when you have shoulder surgery. And I was like, oh, I'll just let it go. I'm like, but I, I mean, I threw like a toddler the past couple of years. I was lucky. I, my whole thing in the outfield, it used to be, you know, they always say five tool guys. Well, I, you know, I used to have a really good throwing arm. I could go get it in the outfield. I'd throw dudes out. And now I, my speed had to make up for the fact that I couldn't throw. So no, I, the, the the whole goal of the game was don't let the other team know that our left center fielder cannot throw the ball. And when you start playing with those kind of limitations, it's you start going, oh, man, how long have I got before I'm back catching or pitching or playing second? Dude, I'm a goddamn outfielder. I don't want to go in the infield. Because I, I had some moments, man, and I'll never forget them. Again, this is, you know, Bruce Springsteen glory days. I get it. But just, dude, I had some sports center web gems and shit that I, to this day, cherish those. Because they, they happened and people were there and they there was cheering and applause and fanfare. <laughs> One time we played this team and I was in left and for some reason, I nothing was getting by me. I robbed like four base hits. I tracked down three deep fly. I was doing crazy shit out there. And one of the guys on the uh, pose, I could hear him in the outfield. I'm in left field. I could hear this guy going, guys, to his bench. This is our opponents. Guys, I'm telling you, quit fucking trying to hit it to left field. And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when have you ever heard that in baseball? Don't hit it over there. Why? Because you'll never get a base hit. Dude, come on. It's just one dude standing out in the field. Most right-hand batters want to smash the shit out of it. But these guys were being told by their manager, quit hitting it to left. You're never going to get on base. That guy is freaking amazing. And I'm like, yes, yeah. Granted, you know, then I remembered I'm on a Little League field. I'm 42 years old. And most of those guys have beer bellies and, you know, black socks pulled up. So it's like, it's not like I was doing anything really awesome, but it was nice to put the fear of God in another team of softball players. Don't hit it to left. <laughs> and later on that season, we played that team again. And the, 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 the guy that ran the league was their right fielder. His, and I knew him from football. His kid and, and Val were the same age, and he was big in the football organization. And, and he actually fitted um, Val for his shoulder pads. You know, he was one of those volunteer dudes. And so I knew him. And, I, dude, I laid out for a ball and left down the line. I robbed this guy of a double or a triple. I, just, I mean, I'm talking full 
dive horizontal in the air, glove, you know, out, and the ball just let, I mean, it was a, dude, I almost got a chubby, that's how good this catch was. No, that's not, this is an exaggeration. I I don't mean to bring up chubbies when I'm talking about softball. I'm just saying it was a good play. So my whole team, oh, cheers, ah! Frank, this guy that from the other team, was rounding. For, he was on first base when the dude hit it, and it was—I think it was two outs, whatever. So he's he's hauling ass around second. He's going to third when I make this catch. Third, third out, he runs out to left field and literally helps me up to shake my hand and go, "That is the most incredible thing I have ever seen in my life." And I'm like, "For real? <laughs> you need to get out more, Frank, because I I do this shit every week, man. I need a fan club." guy came up to shake my hand for robbing his boy of a triple he i'd love dude come on when do you see that kind of shit happen only in a movie like a like a baseball movie where a dog plays third and you know there's there's like a a a magical spell and the kid there's a kid that can throw 100 just some crazy hollywood shit when i first joined the fat cats team i think the first season I did some, I made a freaking, just a ridiculous catch in, in left center. I had no business making this catch. And this never, they gave me the game ball and we don't do that. You know, and, and when you, when I coach a little league, I always gave out a game ball. I always wanted to, and, and here's the thing about when I coached, I didn't usually give the game ball to a kid who hit a home run, especially if it was a kid that was really good. Not, not that uh, talent or uh, achievement should be passed over, but to me, it was about building up people's confidence. So if I saw a hustle play or a kid backing up a base when, when he didn't have to be told, and there was a couple kids who knew, who just hustled, and they weren't the best players. They weren't, the, weren't going to get a double, or they were lucky to get a hit, but I'd give a game ball to somebody. To, so I... I it was a thing with we're grown ass men in a recreational homeowners league, and this guy gives, makes a big deal. Goes, hey, you know, we're all after the game. You know, we're all sitting around. It's just, hey, guys, great effort today. We did really good. I'll just take this time to give Dave, Dave in left center. That was one of the most amazing catches I ever saw. We're giving you the game ball, and I'm like, what? You're giving me a game ball? Oh man, can't we just go to McDonald's? So, oh man, yeah, and, and all those memories come flooding back when you when you realize uh, I'm gonna stop doing that now. And I'm like, oh man, because let's face it, that shit ain't gonna happen anymore. You know, my, my, the shortstop for the the team I was on with the Fat Cat, he was always busting my balls about one of these days you're gonna you're not gonna be able to catch the catch those balls that you you know you you grab all the time because they had moved me to left for a while because they didn't have anybody to play left. And um, he would always say, oh, here's one of these days, man, you're going to misjudge that shit and land on your head. And, you know, he was busting my, he was doing it in a fun way. He was basically saying, you know, you, you need to get, reality's going to come in one of these days and you're not going to be able to do everything that, I, I couldn't tell if he was like ripping on me. And I'm like, dude, uh, we're on the same team. Aren't you supposed to pump me up? We're playing this team. I know this sounds like war stories, but this dude, this big giant gas house gorilla Bugs Bunny guy, just blasts one in the left left field down the line. It's going foul. It's going to be a foul ball, but it's not. It's still towards the line. I still have to make an effort. You know, you never know. Plus, if I if it's not 
legally out of bounds and I catch it, it's an out. So the second this guy hits the ball, everybody knows it's, it's gone. It's gone. And I, but I break on it and I hear the guy I'm telling you about, he's playing shortstop. He yells, get on your horse. Like, um, he was, he said it like sarcastically, like go ahead and run, but you might as well keep that thing's, that thing's on the street. I freaking ran this thing down. I jumped about eight feet in the air, almost horizontal towards like the, the, the back, just the back of the land. I mean, this, this ball wasn't even on the field anymore. It was technically it, it's airspace. It had crossed over into just regular land. It was no, it wasn't even on a baseball field anymore. It was just over land. And I fucking catch this thing. And everybody goes, wow, my God. I'm like, I got on my horse. I got on my horse. I don't have a horse. I don't need a horse because I'm faster than a horse. You jerk. I caught the damn ball. And I'm like, that feeling, that feeling of like, did that just freaking happen? And then the other feeling that would come in and goes, Dude, remember this because that happened and it doesn't matter if you have a shitty day at work tomorrow or your kid comes out with a cold in the next couple of days or, you know, maybe you get diarrhea or, you know, some kind of thing that happens in life. This moment happened. It's, it's already happened. You did it. You don't have to, you can cherish it. Cherish this. It happened. I loved when that happened. I would do that all the time. I didn't do it so much when I would knock myself out. <laughs> You know, because I go, you don't say, uh, cherish this moment as you're like laying in the middle of a field, looking up at the sky and two of your teammates are, Dave, Dave, wake up. (laughs) Did I catch the ball? (laughs) No, you broke the soccer net. This world is only gonna break your heart 
wicked game you play To make me feel this way What a wicked thing to do To let me dream of you What a wicked thing to say You never felt this way What a wicked thing to do to make me dream of you And I wanna fall in love No, I wanna fall in love With you This world is only gonna break your This world is only gonna break your heart The world was on fire No one could save me but you Strange what desire will make foolish people do I never dreamed that I'd love somebody like you And I never dream that I lose somebody like you No, I wanna fall in love No, I wanna fall in love With you This world is only gonna break your heart with you This world is only gonna break your heart And I Nobody loves no one I didn't talk. Hey, I'm proud of myself. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned golf at all last week, did I? Or maybe the week before. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm shitty. People are tired of that. <laughs> maybe that's why things are going in the shitter. But I'm sorry. This is what happened. Again, I'm, I am I hope to keep it entertaining and not, you know, bro shit. And then I slice and then I, you know, I figure I could drive this. Shut up. But I told you that it was my plan, and me and my cousin, my my cousins Mike and Matt, you know, my godson Mike and his brother Gort, you know, we we were dome guys all off season trying to work on our shit, and we said, hey, you know, we why do why do we, <laughs> why do we have to listen to the old farts who golf on Thursday because they get a good rate in the morning? They're all you know they're retired and everything, and it's like they always go out on. And I'm like, I'm dude, I don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite the hand that feeds me. If it wasn't for them dudes, I never would have been golfing. 
But I understand what they mean because Gort works. He can't make those Thursday dates. You know, Michael's flex schedule is more flexible. Obviously, mine is. I just paint when I get home. I do my commissions and shit later at night. I can do whatever I want. I do whatever I want. So we're, I'm like, you know, man, it's not fair. Matt don't get to go. Doesn't get to go. It's not fair that Matt don't get to go. <laughs> yes, I'm a very intelligent man. Um, so I'm like, all right, let's do our own thing. How can we, let's call. I know it, it's harder. It's a little more expensive, I guess. And, you know, but... It's just the three of us, and all we need is a floating one dude. I mean, the dude doesn't really have to be able to float. I don't, I don't need, uh, you know, some kind of weird. I don't I, look. I like knowing necromancers to help me, but I don't need. I don't need to golf with one if he's going to levitate and shit. But a floating guy, and like we'll get a different guy every week to fill out our four, our fourth. It'll be our and what we're caught. We call. So I said, let's form our own golf club. We're the we're G gas, G dash gas. We're the gooch golf all-stars okay and uh we we said all right we're gonna do this as soon as it gets warm look it's been getting warm out here so i i booked a tea time on a saturday for the three of us and i needed to get a a, a buddy so I, I grabbed my boy glum because glum's got a flexible schedule and it turns out everybody i know golfs i'm so new to this that i'm just like oh yeah i get because they're like hey do you know anybody i'm like i, I don't know i know i know tons of people that golf I was the only one that didn't, and now I do. So, yeah, I got a plethora of, of fourths. I got a plethora of floating fourths. So me, Gort, Mike, and Glum go golfing, and um, something amazing happened. Yes, amazing. It defies logic. It defies reason. All right. I have goals in mind for this game, realistic goals. I set for myself when I, and I joked, I joked, I know, I'm, I'm, you know, I had beginners look, I'm going to be the badass, I'm going to join the tour. In all reality, I knew what I was getting into. And I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a prodigy. I am a little head of schedule because my goal was when I started in August of last year, I said, all right, I'm only going to get a couple months in this year. Next year, meaning this year, 2023 will be a, a hopefully a full season from spring to late fall to get your shit together. And I go by the end of 2003's golf season, which should be towards the end of October, hopefully if weather cooperates, I want to be consistently under a hundred because most, most people that take up golf, they're, they're shooting a hundreds. It's just, you know, a, a, a par 72, they're usually 30 strokes over 102, right? Whatever, some higher, I think the first time I ever golfed with these guys last year when I, I hit the building and the guy got, the guy, remember the guy in the Lucy shoes was yelling at us? I think that was the first time I had been golfing in the Midwest, uh, a full 18. And I think I shot 118 on that course. And I was like, wow, okay, you know, beginner's luck, beginner's luck, I suck. Uh, but I said, I'm at the end of the season of next year, meaning 2022, I want to be like, I want to be under 100. So I'm, I'm shooting for that timeline. Well, I, I don't know if it was that shit that was working for that reverend <laughs> in Caddyshack when he couldn't miss, but, yeah, but he got, all right, scratch that. Cause he got hit by lightning. I didn't get hit by lightning, but God, dudes, I'm going to, you know, I don't tell shit like this. I don't talk scores and I finally broke a hundred convincingly broke a hundred and I did it in front of my, my godson 
and Gort and Glum, who's still mad at me over the Cheese Whiz Wars. It, dude, it was one of those, it was a blessed day. That's all I can say. <laughs> I was making those goofy, like goofy shit was just happening. Like, oh, here's a 30 foot putt. Well, it's in. <laughs> what? And Mike's like, wow, great putt, man. You had the line on it. I go, no, I didn't. I just swung at that shit. It just went in. I had, I wasn't, aim- I never aim. Aiming's for chumps. And um, even Ken, who's, who's a very, very, Ken's a very quiet, he's not, I wouldn't say he's quiet. He's just an easygoing, get along kind of, he's a great guy. He's just a get along dude. Real deep voice. I told you that before. Oh, you're a reaction. I would call him glum because he sounds like the Lilliputian from uh, the Banana Split show. Right? It's hopeless. We'll never make it. We're doomed. You never heard Glum? We're done for. All right. So Glum's busting my balls, and I'm like, I, dude, I, I, he's like, you're sandbagging me. Here's a ringer. You just got me out here to take my money. I'm like, can you have no idea how uncharacteristic it is for me to be playing this well for this long? Because this shit wouldn't stop. I mean, I got lucky the first couple holes. I'm like, wow. First of all, the dang golfing ball landed where it was supposed to, and it was going the distance it was supposed to, and it was going in the direction it was supposed to. And I'm like, this can't last. This, this, no. Just like softball, it's got to end at some point. It's got to end. It wouldn't end. Every time I swung that club, the shit went where it was supposed to. And the best part was like, this was a day that started out really cold and windy, and it got warmer, but it was still windy. And it was just one of the, we were blessed. A lot of these long hole, par, whatever thingies, which just so happened when we got to those holes, those tees, the wind was at our back, like 20 mile an hour winds. And my drive is just going off and it's straight. And I'm like, holy fuck. Everybody's looking at me. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. We better check to see there wasn't some sort of nuclear war, because uh, I think this is one of the signs of the apocalypse. I could be wrong. Right. But at the end of the, the round, I'm like, holy crap, look at my score. I go, man, I told both boys, I go, you wait till next Thursday. They're going to be like, what the fuck happened to you? Special powers is what's happened to me. I'm on the juice, man. I think David Mitchell's on the sauce. There's no way you could get that good in only a couple of weeks. What kind of bullshit is this? But then it's golf. So you know what happened when I went out the following Thursday? I was back over 100 again. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. That's the best part. I just golfed on Thursday. I was under 100 again. Oh, dude. I think I might. How long does it have to continue before I don't look back? And that's the dangerous thing because you you'll watch. I'll get another. I'll do another. I'll do another good good thing Thursday. I'll be under hundred again, and then in two weeks my shit will just blow up because that's the way it is. Just when you think you got your shit, your shit goes down the toilet in a spinny cyclone of shit water. And I'm waiting for that shoe to fall. Maybe it won't. <laughs> but okay, I, I, maybe I I didn't want. I don't want to sound cocky. Well, I'm not trying to be cocky. Because I know, you know, even in the 90s, you shoot. But I'll tell you this, 90 is not a great score. I get it. In the 90s is not a great. I mean, most really good golfers that, you know, scratch golfers and high handicap golfers are in the 70s and 80s. My Uncle Art shoots in the low 80s. 
you know, but my uncle Phil, my cousin Mike, Gort, they're all in the mid to upper 90s consistently. And that's now where I am. And I've only been golfing since last hour. Do you believe that shit? Like I said, I'm either, be, I'm either on the rise or this is all I get for the next 20 years. I'm stuck in this shit, <laughs> you know? Because stuff still goes wrong. I mean, I, like I said, I just golf as Thursday and I had a hell of a time. It was a beautiful day. I rode with my Uncle Art and Uncle Phil was in the other. We were in our force and it was me, my Uncle Art, my Uncle Phil, and my godson Mike. And um, it's goofy shit. Was, it wasn't happening as much, though. That's the best part. But if, you, if you're on Facebook, I did a little reel where I had to buy more golfing balls because Florida... Uh, Florida ate most of my golfing balls, whether it was gators or hawks or snakes or turtles or water or sand or goblins or the felons. Some, my ball, my shit got depleted. I hate depleted shit. So I had to buy a new golf ball. So I, my thing is, I, dude, you know me. I can't just go in regular. I can't. I, I, everything I own is silly. From my clubs to my golf towel to my divot repair tool. Every, my ball marker. You know when you get... You know, when you get uh, if your golfing ball ends in the green and there's more dudes got to get up on the green, it's proper etiquette to t- pick your ball up and put a marker where it was so your ball doesn't impede the progress of your team, your uh, uh, golfing buddy's ball. <laughs> right? It's in the rules. Look it up. So people use poker chips. They'll use a, they'll use a quarter, you know, and then they make ball markers. Well, I found one at the PGA that's a heart and just says, I love Jesus. That's my ball marker. You know, so I got goofy shit. But one of the things I use that nobody else uses, and it makes, so it's, it's easier for me to keep track of my shit, is I, I like, look, I'm a little bit on the left. I'm a little liberal. I like color in my golf balls. <laughs> my golf balls are Hulk green. Hulk balls. Now, the first company I bought them from is a little expensive, but I've been finding that more companies are making these matte finished golf balls. Now, I don't know anything about compression and distance and all that guy bullshit they'll say oh dude don't hit those those are cheap you need what you need are titles pro v's because those are guaranteed you know you're, you're to launch angles and spe- <laughs> dude i don't give a shit what do i dude i can't swing the club fast enough or hard enough to warrant buying one of those four dollar golf balls that's literally what it is for those some of those golf balls are four or five bucks a piece for a dozen that's some bullshit I find some inexpensive balls in Matt Green, and I happen to find one by a company, a reputable company called Wilson. Wilson makes their brand of golf balls, and they made it in the lime green matte color. So I got a dozen. I said, this will replace all the shit I lost in uh, Florida. Now, um, even though I'm, even though I've got nobody else I know golfs with these colored balls, so I always know where my shit is. But I still mark them. Because why not? Why wouldn't I? And I had a stencil. I had a stencil custom made that just says Max. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Whose ball is that, Max? And, you know, and then every time I get a new ball, I take the black Sharpie, put it in the st- ball stencil, make my mark on the ball that way. If it loses, hey, this is yours. You know, how do you know it's yours? Well, it says Max. Then I started getting lazy and I just put E. <laughs> or I'd only put the X. Or I'd put M-E, me. Whose ball is this? That's me. That's you? No, it's me. See, right on the ball. Uh, so I have a ball marker, but then I found those, I found these hilarious things called uh, golf dots. They're, they're ink transfers. They're not, they're not uh, stickers per se, 
it's a transfer. You rub it off and it sticks to the ball. And they're goofy. You can get goofy kind. You can get all kinds of goofy shit on there. Shamrock shapes, uh, good luck, you know, like, uh, or the, 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 the famous lady silhouette that you see on the back of truckers, uh, mud flaps, you know, that, that's a silhouette of a, of a reclined woman. Or you can get, you know, you can get anything on there. Well, I got goofy, like, emoji faces, one screaming. <laughs> it's, it's hysterical. So I'm like, well, I got these new Wilson balls, but I'm all out of this shit. What do I do? I know. I know. Get it? It's name's Wilson. What, what should I put on it? Yeah, I did it. You know, you, if you saw it, you know what I did. I drew Wilson, the, the bloody face from the Castaway Volleyball movie, where Tom Hanks put, drew that face on the, on the Wilson uh, volleyball and named it Wilson. Yeah, I put Wilson on my Wilson balls because I'm clever. It's so stupid. These balls were so inexpensive, but because I drew on them, I, on the course, I was afraid to use them. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to go. Dude, let me keep using these other cheap-ass balls I bought from Vice or another company I bought them from is called Nitro or uh, what was the one I bought just recently? Just cut. These ones were cut. I think they're a dollar a ball. I mean, they're cheap-ass golf balls, but I don't care because I lose, I lose a lot of them, and it doesn't really matter to me. It's, I'd rather have a ball I can find, which you can't. Dude, those lime green golf balls you could see from a mile away, right? So we're playing. We're playing this course, and I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. This is Thursday with the old farts. I'm not doing as good as I did with Gort and Ken and them guys. I, you know, th- that was a moment in time. But I'm, I'm like, I'm like, some still, like I said, stuff still goes wrong for me. Uh, I, I, we're about to tee off and it's a course that curves to the right. I'm not going to give you golf shit and bullshit. This is just kind of funny. So everybody's telling me, look, man, with your, you have a slight slice or a fade to your shot. My uncle, both my uncles, Barnes and Elias and my godson are saying, dude, just aim left, aim left. Because when you aim left, the ball will naturally curve to the right. Because there's a big-ass lake. And that's a scary thing when you see a big-ass lake. So you go, don't hit it in the lake. I'm going to hit it in the lake. Uh, they say, well, if you, if you aim, this time make your aiming point a little farther to the left. That way when it curves, it's not going to go in the water. It's going to stay on the fairway. And they're all telling me. So I'm like, all right, all right. They didn't know that lately my shit's been going straight. I apparently forgot my shit was going straight, and I hit a club, and this ball gets pulled into oblivion. It's going towards the clubhouse. It's it's just heading towards, like, furniture and cars, and uh, it, you know where it's actually heading? The back of the, of the clubhouse has this uh, fenced-in area where they have their dumpster, and I think they have, like, a big-ass propane tank. There was something industrial there and my uncles and i and mike are going oh shit because this ball's going right there and there's a there's a certain silence on a golf course when you golf with average amateur golfers after you shank one in the fairway or pull one when it's going out of bounds and it's going towards a residential area it's like when in lord of the rings when they're in the mines of Moria and Pippin knocks that skull down the well and you hear, it's like, you don't want anybody to make any noise. Shh. And they wait to see if there's any noise being, did that wake anybody up or any orcs getting up? Whew. 
there's a brief respite because there's no noise. Well, when you do that on the golf course and you hit that ball, you're waiting. You don't, you lost sight of it because it's over the trees by and through the woods to grandma's house. And then you wait for the glass breaking and you don't hear it. You're like, oh, whew, no orcs are coming out. Well, when I freaking pulled this one into the back of the clubhouse, we are going, that's headed for that propane tank. And my uncles are like, you know, where you, you bring your shoulders and they're like, God damn, I hope not to freaking explodes. And I turn my back to the, to the propane tank and I walk the other way. And I said, don't you people know, cool guys do not look at explosions because that's a, that's a saying from a meme having to do with like action movies. You never see the hero. Think of all the times you've seen heroes walking away from explosions. The Joker, well, I don't know if he's a hero. Joker walking away from the hospital as it blows up. Doesn't, doesn't even bat an eye. In Desperado, uh, Antonio Banderas is walking away as all this fire and shit's blowing up. Cool guys don't look for explosions. And I, I'm a cool guy. But luckily nothing happened. My ball's gone. I have to drop, take a penalty, and continue playing. But we're all laughing at the fact that, you know, usually the worst thing that can happen to you is on the course is if you shank one and you have to, you break a window and you got to pay for it and somebody's got to file an insurance claim or you hit some, you hit somebody's kid or you kill a dog or you're in someone's garden knocking over their peppers and shit. That's usually what you're afraid of. Or, you know, like I said, you wait for that ball to hit a glass. And then you're like, oh, phew. We're like, dude. Are we sure that thing didn't explode? All right, let's hope that didn't cause like a slow leak. And in three months, we hear about the clubhouse at such a, such a country club golf course just freaking blew up for no reason. I go, I, I know, I know the reason. That was me. That was me. That was me. I go all Urkel. Did I do that? So it's gone. And I'm like, that sucks, man. You know how long it took me to draw Wilson on the front of that ball? It was one of my Wilson balls that had to face on it. So we finished the round, we sit around, we have beer, you know, they're having beers, I'm drinking a soda, we're bullshitting, we're talking, and, we, and then we all gotta leave, alright, let's go, we're all going, so we all walk to our car, I get out to the parking lot, and my Uncle Phil and my cousin Mike are there at their car, they're parked right next to me, and they go, hey, we found it, I'm like, what? And he goes, we're walking to our car, my Uncle Phil goes, we're walking to our car, and I look down in the parking lot, and there's a green-ass ball with Wilson's face on it. And I'm like, hey, isn't that David's? It was in the fucking parking lot. I said, Jesus, man, I I, I was so worried I was going to hit that propane, ta- propane tank and blow all the shit up. I didn't even think about it going farther than that and knocking the back out of a Toyota Corolla. I don't think you people know what you're dealing with. Didn't you know cool guys don't look at explosions or they also don't look at a busted out windshield either?
Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? Can he do to you the things that I do? No, I can take you higher. Oh, I'm on fire. Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull, and cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull. At night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head, and only you can cool my desire. Oh, I'm on fire. Oh. wasn't such a bad golf story it wasn't golf shit it was just funny shit that happened while golfing so sorry that's what i did i can i I know it's shitty sorry but the thing about this year is like uh i figured i new season of golf i'm i'm reaching goals ahead of time ahead of schedule i went i decided i was going to go out and get some new ensembles because i'm very i'm very heavy with hats i have a lot of cool hats to golf in keep the sun off me uh, problem is, uh, I have a question. Um, wh- why are men's golf shirts so goddamn awful, tacky, loud, and stupid? I mean, do they think we're all like, do they think we're all waiting to go see Jimmy Buffett or something? Or we want to, uh, I don't, drink IPAs? I don't know what the, what, everything's got palm trees and sailboats and sheep and it's bright, weird shit and, uh, there's nothing cool. About, now, look, I told you before, as a, as, a, as a style, I'm not a big fan of the polo shirt, the men's polo. I just, even in high school, I didn't like it. And then when I was in high school, the, uh, the, the cool thing to do was your polo, you had a polo shirt and you flip the collar up in the back. If you had a nice mullet, you, you know, you're like a very preppy dude. Preppy was the word with your polo shirt. I did not enjoy the polo shirt. Still don't. But... It's a requirement for most decent courses. You have to have a collared shirt. I'm not going to wear a tuxedo. <laughs> Look, if I could get away with wearing a tuxedo shirt, I would. But, you know, it's, it's summer. You need, and the cool, dude, the fabric that shit's made out of is, is comfortable as hell, man. I, you, if you'd have told me I'd be walking around, like, in golf pants to, like, to go grocery shopping, I'd be like, all right, Max, you, uh, you definitely lost it. You, you're, you're probably mowing the grass and slip-ons and black socks. It, the dream's over, Mr. Dandy. But those goddamn golfing pants, are, they're comfortable as shit. And the shirts are all cool because they, you know, they want to keep you cool, so you, they got to have cool fabric tricks. But God, who's this? 
is somebody going, you know what, man, you know what guys like loud, obnoxious shit, <laughs> which I guess they do. Because when I said, you know, why are golf shorts so goddamn tacky? The, it's the, the ones you can afford are got, those are reasonably priced. You'd think it would cost more to get all the sailboats on a line and uh, puce. We need a puce shirt with, with beer mugs on it. Yep. These are going to fly off the rack. I'm looking for a nice taupe. I'm looking for something, you know, nice cut to the shoulder. And I, you know, something that's going to look good on a guy. That shit's expensive. They got it. It just cost the shit done. You think they wouldn't punish you for being? Like, look, I can't help from hep being. I can't help being a dandy. You think it? You think a shirt that was just a nice, cool, uh, complimentary color that could be matched with cool shirt or shorts or hat that wouldn't cost as much as the printing that goes involved in putting on. Putting a chartreuse polo shirt with little bitty golf pins all over it. <laughs> ah, this is my golf shirt. Get it? There's golf and it's on this shirt. It's a golf shirt. <laughs> now find me some stripy shorts and let me go golf. I don't know why they do that, man. I got to start my own company. Cool shit. Cool, cool golf shit by Max. Hey, I don't like this. There's no pictures of animals on these shirts. This is bullshit. Loose ends, loose ends, stuff that needs more words. Here, here's a here's an update on my uh, Xbox wrestling game. In case you were wondering, you know, a couple weeks ago, episodes ago, I, was, I don't know when it was, I was talking about how I made all those characters in my wrestling game and that I had uh, Satan, you know. Still haven't built the Balrog. I don't I think the Balrog, I don't know, it's his time is, is gone. It's time for the Orc. Um... But I did, I did give, remember I was saying I had to start making girls for the, like, so we could have mixed mark, mixed tag matches. So I figured, you know, Satan's a handsome guy. <laughs> sure, he's the devil, but you know, the devil get, dude, you can't tell me the devil doesn't pull nice birds. That's like English for chicks. Oh, I'm sorry, girls. Um, but yeah, I mean, I need, Satan needed a partner. So I, uh, I made up a, a woman and her name, his sidekick and her name's a little horny. Cause you know the devil's got his horns. Well, I had to give. I gave her a little her horns, right? She's hot as balls, dude. Like I said, I can't make an unattractive wrestler. So the, I'm like, yeah, okay. My, my universe is starting. I got some good matchups here. I got Joker and Harley Quinn. Now he can fight Satan and <laughs> little horny. I, I I gave. I got a partner for. Uh, oh, I got a part. Remember I told you about Battlefuck? Well, Battlefuck needs a partner, so I made Battle Chick. She's his female counterpart. She's in warrior shit with, you know, armor and cool helmets and like big old armor shit and hand weapons and kick ass boots. You know, her butt's still out, but I'm just saying she's she looks badass. So I'm, I got a thing going. But I still have. I talked about well, you know, the ultimate matchup for Satan. Like I said in, in the other episode, it would be Jesus. I I still can't figure out how to make. I mean, I could make a Jesus. But it's not easy because yeah, here's something you ever notice that like in, in film depictions or any depiction, paintings, whatever, movies, print, the devil, the devil is very versatile. He can assume any look. I mean, he could be, he could be himself. He could be a big ass, like evil looking monster. Like, did you ever see the end of, 
this is the end when it's the uh, rapture and and Jay Baruchel and, and Seth Rogen are trying to get away and the freaking like a 120 foot devil comes stomping through the earth with snakes and shit on his back and he's got a huge wang and it's swinging in the breeze. That's all fire and devilly shit. But then you got, um, what am I thinking? Oh, De Niro, uh, Angel Heart. De Niro played Louis Safir. Lucifer. He played the devil. Nice long hair, nice beard, cool hair. Wears a beautiful suit. He looks like one of us. That's pretty, that's, that's versatile. Al Pacino and the Devil's Advocate. Just a guy with really weird teeth. I mean, he's, he's a lawyer. I mean, the devil can, the devil is very, he can adapt to anything. We always, we only see Jesus in hippie clothes. Oh, all right, wait. Or if you do see him, if you do happen to see him in street clothes, it's only when he's in those goofy motivational sports posters where he's playing basketball with like two kids. Or I saw one where he's leaning on a motorcycle and he's in jeans. And that's just, that's just stupid. Jesus don't, Jesus don't got, Jesus don't got jeans. He looks dumb. So I'm still, I'm I'm wrestling between, I get it wrestling. I'm deciding whether or not I should make Jesus like, like parody the white Jesus. They should make him fair skinned, blue eyed, long, you know, be nice orangey, reddish, blondish beard and long hair. But what do I dress him in? They don't got like Jesus robes. And again, if I put him in fucking wrestling tights, what do I, how do I make Jesus a convincing wrestler? I said, wait, we'll stop thinking about that in terms of white Jesus. Make authentic Middle Eastern Jesus, you know, dark skin, dark hair. You've seen those uh, CGI depictions of what Christ would look like. A lot of them look like Ringo Starr. I don't understand why, but okay. You know, but then then I'm thinking, well, that, you know, if you got a dark-skinned dude and he's all, uh, you know, he's all holy and being a savior, you know, who cares what you could, maybe, maybe he could be as cool as a devil and wear regular street clothes. I don't know. But the thing that really, really intrigues me is that if I do make Jesus... It's only natural. Jesus got to have a partner to wrestle with. Guys, I'm going to float this out there. How hot do you think Mary Magdalene's ass is going to look in a bikini? Yeah, I know, ladies. Hey, I got uh, I got some stuff here, man. Do you... It's a confession. It's between you and I. My data is tanking. Numbers aren't the numbers aren't there anymore. They're going. They're slowly starting to go. Uh, I'm like, oh no! At this point, <laughs> at the rate we're going, it's going to be a few weeks. I'll probably just invite you people over to my house. I mean, it's manageable. <laughs> Make it easier. You, you guys come here. You come on in. I'll let you in the Mexi Park. We can all sit around and I'll do this stupid shit. And then you could go, you can leave and go to Portillo's because you probably enjoy that more. Uh, I just, I don't know what's going on, man. But I'm, I, it just made me think maybe this is a, maybe this was just an experiment. Maybe this is just a short lived thing. If it is, wh- wh- look, I don't want to do something if it's shitty. 
I want this to not to be shitty so I can keep doing it. How do I, how, how would I even end? How would I end it? I think about who are you, man? Who are you? Who do you think you are? The Flight of the Concords only had, what, a couple seasons? And then they said, no, we're done. Really? Guys, you could keep doing this forever. I would watch. That shit's hilarious. When I was younger, I told you about that British sitcom called The Young Ones. I think they only had two seasons. So, I mean, you buy the, the DVD and you're like, that's all they made? You treasure each one of them. That, yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> or, dude, the only reason I started watching TV again a couple years ago, after we got our t- fancy smart TV and our fancy Netflix, which I still don't even really know how that works, one of the first things I ever did was started, I watched the show called Mindhunter, which is all about the, the guys investigating. It was fictional, about a fictional uh, investigator trying to catch, I think it's BTK at the time. And he interviews real, real serial killers. The guy playing Manson was amazing. All the guys they got to play the serial killer. It was an amazing, it was, it, I hate TV. I don't watch TV. I guess I'm watching it now because of the playoffs for, for hockey, but I can't stand television. I just, it's not for me anymore. But I, I got into that show and they only made, I think they only, they only made two seasons and they just stopped. So. I don't know how this ends. I don't know if I should just look. It's already got to the point. I've had to let some interns go. I had to. I had to cut. I've had to cut some corners. My graphic staff gone. I don't know if I'll ever see a, a, a logo for Doom's dude. The Sphincter Brothers. I was working. I peep my peep. Look, man, you got to start. You got to start cutting out some stuff when you see your shit tanking and my shit's tanking. I don't, again, I don't know because something, something's screwy because I don't know how I could hear from people and I can hear from a lot of people, but I hear from a very nice group of people that encourage me all the time. And I like that. And then I, I look at that in comparison to just a, one stat in a, in a, a myriad of different stat categories you could have. And I let folk, that focus bring me down. I'm not letting it bring me down. So, um, what am I going to do? I'm gonna complain. Look, if this thing goes, it goes. If it doesn't, I'll just talk to myself. I was doing it before. Right? I hope it does it because I, I, I kind of like doing this. It gives me a reason to be high. It gives me, gives me all kinds of leverage and just to say silly shit and see what happens. Yeah, we, we know what happens, Bex. Your numbers are going down, you dumbass. But I don't care. I don't care. You know why? Yeah, you know why. Cool guys walk away from sinking podcasts. Contemplating the vastness of infinite space. Space. 